Welcome to the Enter the Kingdom podcast, where our goal is to equip listeners with the tools they'll need to not only enter the kingdom of heaven here and now, but remain in the kingdom that Jesus ushered in 2,000 years ago. I'm your host, Harrison Watson, and in 2018, God called me out from the world for this purpose and many others. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. All right. Welcome to the 10th episode of the Enter the Kingdom podcast. I'm your host, Harrison Watson. Today, we're going to spend some time kind of jumping around uh, all over the Bible, Um, but it's something that God kind of has revealed to me. He first revealed these verses to my wife, and um, then he had me kind of go about them. I'm actually not even all the way through it. This is how amazing the Word of God is. So by the time I get through all all of the verses that, uh, that God shared. I'm sure I'll have, you know, even more revelation, but I, I felt that I should come here now and speak to you about what's already been shown because there are some themes and some patterns that are important for what we're talking about here. So the verses for today that we're going to be really focused on, I'm really going to focus the majority of what I'm talking about in, in a couple of different areas. We're going to start in Psalms 89 verses 14 and 15 and then we're going to go um, back and, and look at 1 Samuel 15 22 through 26. Uh, we'll probably go to some other places too but those those are the two main verses that I'm going through. I did it in the CSB which is the Christian Standard Bible but actually uh, I also used it with a concordance that uses the best translation that BibleHub.com can come up with. And really tried to seek into the word. So let, let me explain the process that God kind of had me going through. And I think the reason why he had me this time go through the CSB and not the New King James Version is because my wife was already looking at it in the New King James Version. And so just to break it up a little bit, uh, sometimes we need to try and look at things from with a different set of eyes. You and I can look at the same object from two different angles and we'll always see something different, which is important that we understand, because as Paul says, he says, we know in part and we prophesy in part now. But when we are, when we're made one with God, we'll know everything, but we don't know. So it's important to look at it from different angles. Even what you hear here, you know, I encourage you to go through the same thing that I'm going to talk to you about here for yourself. So, so, so let me tell you how God's kind of had me doing this. Okay, so basically I would go to the Bible, and I would, uh, I wrote down each verse, you know, verse by verse. So, you know, there's two verses in Psalms 89, 14 through 15, and I uh, first wrote down Psalm 14, and then I went through and I circled words that were of interest, that seemed like they were really important to what the verse was speaking about. And then what I did with those is I put letters next to them, and what I would do is I would go back to the interlinear Bible, again, at BibleHub.com, and I clicked on it, clicked on the uh, interlinear uh, Bible for that verse, and I, I would click on that word, and I would get what the concordance says about it. And then from there, you know, I would try and find the usage of that word as it pertains to the specific verse that I'm going through. And then I would just write down that definition. And I'd go all the way through. Usually I had, you know, three, four, five different 
words from each verse. And then what I would try and do is summarize based on the under, based on the, the real definition, the true meaning and the essence of the Hebrew behind it, try to re-summarize in my own way what that means. And if additional revelation came as a result of that, I would write that down below. So, you know, my wife gave me 15 verses to go through, and she gave those to me two days ago. And so far, I've only gotten through four verses, four of the 15, and I'm in process on on, on fifth. So, you know, normally, I know the other day I talked about having a 90-day a Bible read-through, and I said that God's got me slowing down on it. He's not having me go this slow on it, but for this specific exercise, he has, is having me go through it much slower. And, and, I'll, and I'll tell you, doing that has helped me to see things more clearly. But what's beautiful about it is the Bible kind of hyperlinks back to different ideas. So, you know, if it's using a, the word, a specific word for righteousness in the Hebrew here, that is meant to kind of hyperlink back to other places. You know, the Bible's a series of patterns. If, if you'll sit there with it long enough, you'll start to see the patterns. And that, that term hyperlink's not mine. Obviously, we know it because of the internet. But where I actually learned that is I'm taking a, a graduate level course from uh, the Bible Project uh, on the Hebrew Bible. And I've learned a ton. And if you've got the time, I, I strongly encourage you to take it. It's totally free. But, you know, I've, I've never been to seminary or anything like that. So I, I'm relying on... God to teach me, which I think is a better education anyway, but but I'm really trying to just go where he leads me. That's where we are, and we're, uh, we're going to go ahead and get started. Then I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read through Psalms 89, verses 14 and 15. And then after we've kind of gone through these, I'm going to kind of break down some of the revelation that God gave me, because before I even hopped in, you know, I, I started on the next verse, and before I even hopped into that next verse today uh, in my work, I just I started trying to re-reflect and listen and trying to put two and two together and then thinking about the consequences of what's being said, trying to build off of that. So, all right, we're going to go first with Psalm 89, verses 14 and 15. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Faithful love and truth go before you. Happy are the people who know the joyful shout. Lord, they walk in the light from your face. All right, one more time. Psalm 89, 14 through 15. Again, the, the Christian Standard Bible, CSB. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Faithful love and truth go before you. Happy are the people who know the joyful shout. One more time. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Faithful love and truth go before you. Happy are the people who know the joyful shout. Lord, they walk in the light of your face. So the first word that I circled, because, you know, this is, the, when I take a look at this verse, let's just go to verse 14, which is righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Faithful love and truth go before you. So here are the words that I circled. I circled righteousness, justice, faithful love, and truth. So, you know, those were the ideas that I really wanted to try and get a grasp around, because this verse is basically saying that 
those are the things that establish God's throne. They're the things that go before God wherever he goes. And so uh, righteousness, that is from in the concordance, is Hebrew number 6664. And yeah, I know, we know about the word. (laughs) We know that the word talks about 666, but this is 6664 is the word, and it's sedek, T-S-E-D-E-Q. And it means righteousness, rightness. It's an attribute of God as sovereign. So this righteousness, what what this word means is that like, you know, there's righteousness that means that it's an action to do something that's right. But this is this in the Hebrew is actually saying that this righteousness is 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 who God is. It's an attribute of who God is. And we're gonna follow that path down to justice, which is the Hebrew number 4941, 4941, and it's mishpat, which is M-I-S-H-P-A-T, and it comes from another word, which is H8199, which means to judge, to, to govern, and mishpat means judgment. Specifically, it means the judgment or justice that are of God. They are attributes of who God is. Again, this is following. So this is saying that God's sovereign righteousness and his sovereign justice or judgments are are the foundation of your throne. What just that you know first part of this verse is saying is that God's kingdom, the very foundation, the bedrock of what his kingdom is built upon, what his throne, what what, what makes him king, the thing that he sits on, the throne. The, th- the things that establish him are his righteousness and his justice. So what can we gather from that? If we're taking our definition from righteousness or justice from anywhere other than from the mouth of God and what his word says, we're off track. We're, we're already off track. We don't even have a foundation from which we can build our understanding of the truth from. And so that's important. So we need to spend time really going through those two things. What do we think righteousness is? What do we think justice is? And we need to make sure that it's actually in alignment with what God's word says about it. The next word that I that I circled was faithful love, which is hesed, which is the Hebrew number 2,617. It means goodness, kindness. You know, in this instance, it, it, it's again talking about it as a, a, a divine attribute of who God is. And the next one is truth, which is Hebrew number 571, and it's a met, truth, faithfulness. It comes from the Hebrew word aman, which is H539, and that means, you know, to confirm, to, to, to support. It's also an attribute of God, but we're talking about both goodness, hesed, kindness. Goodness and kindness is, is hesed, and then amet, truth. And it says, they go before God. So again, these, these are, again, divine attributes. So we have to, we have to see God in all, to, in all times and in everywhere where he's going. We have to see that both his throne is established in the righteousness that he defines and the justice that he defines. And his goodness 
and his kindness go before him. They go before him. You understand? We tend to, sometimes we tend to think that God's goodness and his righteousness, they, they follow our prayers. You understand? But, but our prayer, we have to think of this a little bit differently. Our prayer is actually a crying out to God. And this is why it's so important that we as individuals are in alignment with God's definition of righteousness, justice, truth, and goodness. Because what we're supposed to be as those who love and follow God are people who see things in the world that don't align. And we're to cry out to God for him to come help us, to come help rectify these things. God is the healer. He is the rectifier of all things. We are his agents in the earth to cry out to him and ask for his righteousness, his justice, his truth, and his goodness to come and fix something. And what happens is God is going to give us some definitions, some things that we need to be doing after we've prayed for that, for sure. So we need to be listening and attentive to what he's saying. But, but our job is to pray that God comes there, not, not for us to take into our own hands what we believe is righteous, what we believe is just, what we believe is goodness, what we believe is truth. We need God's righteousness, his justice, his goodness, his truth to go before us. And so we need to cry out to God and ask him. You know, the, these things say that, that, that they go before him. And then the next verse says, Happy are the people who know the joyful shout. Lord, they walk in the light of your face. I'm going to dive into this a little bit deeper. But for the purpose of what we were just talking about, if God's righteousness and or if God's goodness and his truth and his faithfulness go before him and we're crying out to God, when we see things that we know aren't in alignment with those things, that is when, you know, God is faithful to attend to our cry. When we are crying out to God to say, God, Come and help. And then God comes and he helps that situation. There are many ways that he does that. His ways are above our ways. But what I'm trying to say, say here is that we need to be the ones calling out. Do you see something unjust in your neighborhood? Do you see something where there's a lack of righteousness, where there's a lack of God's faithfulness? And, 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 his, and his goodness and his truth, do you see that? You need to be crying out for God to bring it. And God, like any good parent, he hears the cries of his children, and he will bring it. He may first ask you to help him and do some things to help him in those instances. And, and when he does, when he asks you to do those things, write it down. Write it down. And then do it and obey it. Because sometimes he needs us to help what John the Baptist did for Jesus. John the Baptist made the path straight 
for Jesus. And so sometimes as we are crying out, God will give us actions that we can take in those moments so that we can start to plant the seeds of righteousness, plant the seeds of justice, plant the seeds of truth, plant the seeds of God's faithfulness and his goodness so that when he comes, his way is made straight to fix the situation. And there's another, you know, the, the, this next verse says, Happy are the people who know the joyful shout. Lord, they walk in the light of your face. There's another way to look at this. If God's faithful love, his kindness, his goodness, his truth, and the righteousness and the justice that he is, if those things go before him and are of him, that means that if we want as human beings on this earth, to have those things be able to protect us and be before us, we have to follow God. And if we follow God to where God leads us, these things will be there. They will be there. Sometimes, again, as I spoke before, he brings us to a situation to plant seeds because it's not there yet. But it will always come both before God and after God, it will be changed in that way. And so the reason I'm saying this is because we need to fundamentally shift our thinking. I think so much of what we think about as the church in all of our situations is a couple of things. Number one, we always think that we need God or that we need to be doing things more actively of our own fruition. The answer is yes, if God calls for it. But if he doesn't call for it, if he's not asking us to do that, if he hasn't planted that seed inside of us for us to be taking a specific action, we actually may be working against what is planted. And so it's very important that we're so in tune with walking with the Spirit and blocking out all the noise, blocking out everything else, that we're really trying to focus on being where God needs us to be, understanding our limitations. And knowing that we need God. Now, in verse 15, where it says, Happy are those, the people who know the joyful shout. Lord, they walk in the light of your face. I circled two words. One was no, which is H3045. It's yada. Yada, Jehovah. Yada, Yoda, Vove, Yada, Jehovah, Yada, Yoda, Vove. I'm saying that song to you because, you know, God's been bringing up the word Yada to my wife and I, and just, you know, a couple weeks ago, it might even been last week, no, it was a couple weeks ago, that song just came to me and I recorded it. And I don't know why, but I felt I should share it then, but it, it's important. But what does this word yada mean? It means to know by experience. How do you know something by experience? You experience it. The Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. What does hearing mean? Hearing means obeying. 
It means obeying the word of God. Because when we obey the word of God, then we experience the things that this verse says he is. His righteousness, his justice, his faithful love, his goodness, and his truth. We will experience those things. We will see them come to fruition in our lives. And we will, and, and that knowing of God and faith in God to obey what he said, that is what bears fruit so that you can see and you build your trust upon it. You build your trust upon it. Faith, in other words, faith is active. You know, James talks about this, that faith requires action. And the reason why he's saying that faith requires action isn't to get you to be action-oriented. It's to get you to have faith in the Word of God to do what it says and to do what God tells you to do so that you can experience the knowledge or the knowing yada of God by experience. It's the same way that you establish your trust in the world. Why do you go after money? You go after money because you have learned that money is the thing that you use to buy the goods that you need. Now, there's all sorts of stuff in the Bible that talks about idols and false gods. And it talks about they have eyes but do not see, ears but they do not hear, faces and mouths they have but they do not speak. What's on the, what's on the front of a dollar bill? It's a character with eyes, ears, and a mouth that doesn't speak. We're not supposed to put our faith in the things of the world. The Bible tells us that we have everything that pertains to life and godliness. We already have it. It's already ours. But the problem is we are so ingrained with what we've learned of this world that we don't believe it and we don't act upon it. This is why yesterday and a couple of times I've said, I do tell you not to go to work tomorrow. But you need to wait, and you need to hear what God's saying, because he's got a specific time and way that he can get you out of your situation and your attachment to the world. You know, you shouldn't just jump into this with both feet, unless if God is telling you to do something now, because it's, you know, it's, it's impending, and, 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 and confirm that in the Word. Confirm that. It's not just going to come suddenly. He's not just going to say, you need, you need to be able to understand how to test spirits, first off, before you make that decision. You need to understand how what you're hearing aligns with the word, and you'll feel it. You'll feel a peace. You know, at the beginning of every show, I say, God called me out from the world in 2018. He did. But that was years of him planting that seed in my mind, putting vision in my mind before... I was willing to obey it. He had to show me different signs. And I'm not proud of that. I'm not proud of that. I wish that I was stronger and I had faith like Abraham, where he just heard to do something and did it. And it was credited to him as righteousness. But because of my evil heart and how much I was attached and I loved the world, it took time. And I, you know, I'm just thankful that God has been faithful to put me where he's brought me to and to show me the life that he's given me because I don't deserve it and that's the truth but he's he's a good God 
He's a good God. And if you're willing to seek his face, and if you're willing to work with him, and if you're willing to follow him, he will lead you. He will lead you beside still waters. And I know we didn't get into, there's a lot that we could have gotten into here. Maybe we'll have to go into it in another episode. But that's what I want to share with you today. And I just want to say I love you. I'm thankful for you. You already have everything you need. All you need to do is to believe. Because when we believe and we abide and we walk in the truth of the word, God will bear fruit in everything else in our lives. He will do it. He is the healer. There are steps we have to take, but God is the one who does it. It's like the farmer. He plants a seed, and it grows up while he sleeps. Why? We don't know. But God's ways are above our ways. And if we will just receive what he says, and if you will receive this word, and accept it instead of reject it. If you will receive it, you will be able to see, and you will yada, you will know that the things that the Word says are true. You can take the promises of the Bible as pure truth. There is not a lie in them. We have to make sure that our interpretation isn't our interpretation, but that it is in alignment with the truth of who God is. And there's a lot of soul searching that all of us have to do. We can't just take what we've heard from a pastor's mouth or take what we learned in Sunday school and apply it to our lives. We have to actually know the word. We have to take the time to dive deeply. This word is your life. It is the freedom that you wish. It is the freedom that God wishes. But if we don't spend the time with it that we spend on everything else that we do, that we think is important, it's going to be really hard to get the freedom that God wants for you. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate that leads to destruction, and many walk by it. But narrow is the way that leads to life, and there are few who go in by it. My brothers and sisters and friends, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. I pray that the eyes of our heart may be enlightened, so that we may know what is the hope of His calling. What is the wealth of his glorious inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe? Towards us who believe, according to the mighty working of his strength. He exercised, he has already exercised this power in Christ by raising him from the dead and seating him at his right hand in the heavens. Far above every ruler and authority, power and dominion in every title given, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he subjected everything under Christ's feet and appointed him as head over everything for the church, which is his body and the fullness of the one who fills all things in every way. 
and it's for this reason that I come before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and earth is named. And I pray that he would grant us, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power in our inner being through his Spirit, and that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. And I pray that we, being rooted and firmly established in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length and width and height and depth of God's love, and to know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge, so that we may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works inside of us, the Holy Spirit, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus, and in all the world, for all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Hey, before we go today, um, I'm going to do something that I, I don't think I've done yet. And I'm actually recording this the day after I recorded this episode because I was just sitting here and I was pondering just the beauty and the awesomeness of who God is. And the purpose for this podcast, it's, it's not so you can hear the words that I say and just sit there with them. The purpose is for you to be able to enter the kingdom. God has overcome everything. Let me... When this decision came for me, I was tired. I was tired of how hard life is when I'm making my own decisions. I was beat up by the weight of just not knowing. I was scared. But God gave us, and he's given you, the opportunity that if you want to follow him, if this is the path that you want to take, I'm not going to force anything on you, and and, and I'm not going to, that's not, and God's not going to force anything on you. You know, this only, the kingdom is only for those who want to, who want it for their lives. It can exist all around you, and you may never see it because you don't want it. I'm not going to judge you if that's the decision you make. That's not, that's not the point. That, is, that isn't the point. The point is that before you were ever born, God knew you and loved you before you were ever born. And he, he made you to exist in a relationship with him. You know the holes that you feel? Just how everything is so crazy in the world. I mean, people are so mad at each other. Nobody seems to be able to get along anymore. He wants to be there with you through it all through it all. And so I'm going to give you the opportunity, or God's going to give you the opportunity now, that if you would like to enter into a relationship with him, you just got to speak this from the heart. And you can listen to this, and you can say it in your own way, too. There's no, there's no formula to it. The only thing God wants is your whole heart. Uh, he just He wants you to speak to him in truth, the truth of what where you are. He doesn't need some religious ceremony. He just wants your heart. He just needs your heart. 
And so I'm going to say, I'm going to say a prayer. Then you're welcome to follow this one. Or, or if after you hear it, you decide you want to pray something different to God, you, you can do that too. I love you. Father, thank you. Thank you that you sent your son to go before us into the difficult world that we live in. And thank you that you made it so that he could be perfection through you so that if we believe in what you and he accomplished together and we believe in the way that he walked and we will walk the way that he walked, that we could have relationship with you too. Father, I lay everything that I've ever done and everything that I have ever been, good and bad, I lay it at your feet and I ask that you would take it from me and that you would forgive me for the things that I have done that are not in alignment with the truth of who you are and the truth of who you made me to be. I ask for your forgiveness, Father, and I ask that the blood of Jesus would cover these sins. Father, I want to walk in relationship with you. And I ask that you would come and make your home inside of me. I believe that your son, Jesus, came and died for me. That he gave up his life so that I could live through you. Father, I ask that your Holy Spirit would be my guide from this day forth. I take everything that I am and everything that I think that I know and I give it up to you, Father, and I ask that you would show me the way, the truth, and the life. I thank you that you even care enough. You, don't, you, you have no need of me, but you care enough to give us away. Help me, Father. Change me to be more in alignment with the truth of who you are so that your light may shine in the world for all to see. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless. If you prayed that prayer, or if you want to say another prayer of your own that you feel led to pray, I want you to know that God hears you. If your whole heart is in it, he hears you. And I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. You're beginning the most beautiful walk that you'll ever be able to walk, but you need to understand that it requires perseverance. It requires a desire to stay true to the words that you just spoke, to change, and to f understand and grow in understanding of who God is so that you can understand more about what you need to become. It's a beautiful journey of self-reflection and change. But the other thing you need to understand is that while God did this, to reach out to you, while, while all of these things God has done to reach out and help you, our ultimate goal is to reach back and love him and serve him. 
in a way that is honoring to him. And through that, God will not only change our hearts, give us peace, and allow us to love in a way, love and be loved in a way that we never thought possible, but God will draw more people to himself. He'll draw more people to himself. And I don't know from where you're listening, but I just want to say, I love you. Even if you choose not to make this decision today, I still love you. And if there's any way that I can be helpful to you along your journey, I, ju- I just ask that you would reach out. You can send me an email to etkpodcast at gmail.com, and I'll do my best to, to point you in the right direction when I can or simply pray with you and for you. God knows the things you've been through. God understands the reasons behind what you've been through, the things, the deepest hurts you've ever felt. He understands the reason behind the things that you did that were wrong. If you enter into relationship with him and you truly repent and you ask him for forgiveness, God is faithful and just to do that. He's faithful and just to do that. He wants to wipe the slate clean. And so, if you prayed that prayer, I want you to understand that every thing, every identity that you had before the moment that you prayed that prayer is now secondary. It is wiped clean and what you have become instead, and you need to hear this and hold on to it, is a child of God. And if you will walk in his ways, and if you will pour your whole heart and soul into following him and loving him and allowing him to lead you, he will lead you into the kingdom. Don't stop short. Don't give up. Today's the beginning of a wonderful journey. There's a lot to learn, but it's okay. He's there. And I, as your brother in Christ, am there with you. I love you. God bless. We'll see you next Monday. Thanks for joining us today on the Enter the Kingdom podcast. If today's message was an encouragement to you, please consider sharing it with someone whom you think it might encourage. Also, make sure to subscribe for free to our podcast and join us every Monday, God willing, as we continue on our journey together. God bless. We'll see you next Monday.